Welcome back to Bike Race Weekly. I am your host, Ryan Gerard, and I am here with my co-host, Rick Greenwald. So this week on the podcast, we're going to jump into the USA Crit calendar. We're going to look at the USA Crit calendar. We're going to do our own little USA Crit season preview. Yeah. We're going to talk about some of the courses. We're going to talk about some of the racing. And then we're also going to talk about, more, most importantly, the teams that are going to be participating in this year's 2020 USA Crit Series. Ryan and I are going to, you know, do our little crystal ball thing and pick some predictions, right? Who's going to be the strongest teams? Who are going to be the strongest riders? And yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens from there, right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think one or I would say two teams really stand out for the men's. Wait, Ryan, before we jump into this, how are you doing? What's new? Oh, I'm doing What's well. Yeah. Um, well, actually, before we even do that, uh, we have a new beer of the week. We have a new beer of the week. I had never actually heard of this, and I've never seen it before, but it was on clearance, and it had a interesting box, so I was like, why not? And Ryan's a big clearance guy, so... I'm a big clearance big guy. Clearance this guy. is called Supper Club. Capital... I don't know. Cap, is it capital? It's just capital... Capital. Capital. Capital Supper Club. Not sure if that's Capital Brewery. I don't think it's Capital Brewery. Oh, no, it is brewed by Capital Brewery. It is brewed by Capital Brewing. This might be our second Capital Brewery beer. Yeah. So I think we might be needing to reach out to them to see if they can supply us with a couple more of their beers. There you go. We'll see. They have, like, some stuff on the side here. Pour Uh, after four. I'm not going to lie. I oftentimes will pick a beer based on two credentials, right? What am I feeling? Like, do I want an amber? Do I want a porter? Do I want an IPA? All right, that's number one. The second one is how cool is the case art? And yeah, I would say a lot of that is based on the case art for me. Yeah, supper club. Very Wisconsin thing, a supper club. So, yeah, good beer of the week this week. All right, so uh, anyways, how are you yeah, doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm doing well. What, what um, have you done in the past week? You know, like kind of a mix now because the weather's getting a little nicer in the midwest you know if there's any midwesterners out there you probably know that we've been hitting some 50 degree days in wisconsin so ryan you and i actually got outside for a ride on sunday if i'm not mistaken yep we uh we cruised around the back roads of sun prairie uh enjoyed some sunlight got some vitamin d so that was super nice but during the week you know the sun is still not really that bright after work so i'm still you know doing some workouts inside uh my intermeal basketball team just finished up playing for the season, um, we had a pretty pretty big uh, improvement over last season. We got one win this year. Is so, that uh, bittersweet? Oh no! I mean, we're pretty psyched about it. Last last season, we didn't get any wins, so hey, we'll take it, right? But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been doing. You know, a little bit of indoor training, basketball, and then getting outdoors now. What have you done for training this week? Oh, uh, this week I did some intervals. You know, your your classic, your two by twenty, your four by four. Um, I guess that's kind of going into last week as well. You know, I kind of keep it like, you know, a hard day and then take a little bit of a rest or an easier day and then another hard day on the bike, then another rest or an easy day, and then hopefully get a little bit more volume this weekend with the, uh, with the nice weather that we got. Are you, uh, doing like trainer road when you're inside or are you just doing your own thing? I'm just doing my own thing. Okay. I've done trainer road before, so I kind of know like the workouts that they prescribe, but I'm just generally just doing my own thing. What is your, uh... Oh, your, your, your setup like? My setup? Yeah, what is that I, like? So I have two different setups. I have a setup in my storage unit under my apartment. Sure. Because we actually got a noise complaint one time when I was using my trainer in my apartment. 
So that's very dark, but my wife was nice enough to actually like clear out all of her stuff to make room for my bike and put lights up in there so I can actually like turn on some like lights. And then I just uh, have my phone and I'll load up a workout and then put some headphones on and just- Where do you get your workouts from? Sometimes I'll like go on a trainer road and actually pull oh. a workout. So I, use, I don't necessarily follow a plan like verbatim, but I'll still do workouts on trainer road and I'll still pull some stuff there. Okay. And then that's why I was wondering if you were on trainer road or if you were like, I'm just going to do four by tens today with three minutes of break in between. Oh yeah. I mean, well I just, I generally follow the plans, but then I also, I have my secondary setup, which is the YMCA in Sun Prairie and they have bikes, oh, yeah. they have bikes with power meters and clips there. So sometimes if I want to work in some gym work or I just don't want to sit under my, my apartment and storage unit. I'll go there and just uh, get a workout in and use the bikes there. And that at, at that point, I'm just like, you know, like making up a workout or like looking at the library and being like, okay, I'll just do like Those bikes might of. actually connect to Bluetooth. I've tried before. Oh, okay. I couldn't get them to connect. But they that is a good be, tip. If you yeah. if you have like a gym that you belong to and they a lot of gyms now have like Cyclops bikes or power based bikes. Yeah. Where you can like connect your Garmin a lot or Wahoo. Of bikes, I think is what they have at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Cyclops are the nicest ones. If you can find the Cyclops sure. bikes, that's the best, because then you get power. Um well I get power in mine too, but but yeah, I mean it's kinda nice just to like do a workout around it's weird like just being around other people also working out feels kind of nice mm -hmm. if that makes sense i for me it's almost like the change in the setting yeah exactly it's like i don't want to do every single workout in the dark underneath or in the, in my like little workout dungeon underneath my apartment so you know i'll just mix it up and go there so i usually do like you know like kind of off and on off and on one day in my apartment one day in the gym and then i'm doing some weight training as well too nice nice know. what about you ryan what's uh what's new with you what how's your how's well, your winter going First Checking off, in. to be honest, like I don't know if I'm a huge fan of this. The beer? Yeah, I like the beer. It's why? It's it's a little light for mm. for my taste. Yeah, it's kind well, of like a Miller. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of Miller Light, but I but I think this like is closer to me. Really, this tastes more like a High Life to me. Mm, I'm not seeing it. It's mm, it's a lighter okay. than High Life for me. All right, I kind of like the mix. Like you know, have a little bit of a lighter beer. Yeah, yeah, I it's think not. It, yeah, it's not. It's no Miller Light. Let's, no, let's not get that mistaken. No highlight. It's no highlight. It's no champagne it's, beer. It's, it, it's not the champagne beer. No, no I no. agree with that. I agree. All right, so uh, this week, uh, I took an FTP test Whoa, on Monday. Crazy. Yeah, uh, the results were pretty big. I was not expecting the got results. Some I got. got some gains. Uh, huge gains. Huge yeah. gains. Nice. I went from three oh six to three twenty four. Dang, that is big. Yeah. What yeah. did you? What kind of plan did you just finish? Because you just uh, finished a plan, right? If you took a rest week. Yeah, I went from doing a in between a mid volume and high volume plan, and okay. I went strictly on the mid volume plan. Nice. I hit every single workout, and I had massive gains from it. So in actually, is that a, is that a new PR for new P overall PR? Nice. And so I set a goal for myself that if I hit three twenty on this, I was one hundred percent going to do the P one two race at Grafton. Yes, let's get it, dude. And let's hit, go. Yeah, so I hit my goal, and I still got plenty of time to improve that. My overall goal would be like three fifty three sixty going into Grafton. Okay. Um, I think I think it's achievable but it's kind of like at the limit of what i think i can achieve this year i, I still think you'll be you'll be able to race on the, the fitness that you just built too yeah. like i mean 
I'm I don't know what people's thresholds are that work in the that, that you know race in those fields, but I would say that three twenty five at how how heavy are you? Uh, I'm getting bigger, so I'm getting thicker. Yeah, a little bit thicker. I'm really focusing on like just putting on that muscle mass. Thick boy gains. Yeah, thick, yes. thick boy gains. So All I'm right. trying to hit. I'm about one sixty one, one sixty two. Okay, I mean that's still not. I think that's not the huge day, though. Yeah, the day before I tested, I think I or like one of the a few days before I tested, I was one sixty one. Okay. So I'm trying to be about one sixty five for toad this year. Uh, and I want that to be mostly muscle. Nice. All right. Well, I think you're well on your way to having a good build for Toad. And yeah. the nice thing, too, about not having to worry about losing weight or even being on the opposite side, gaining weight, uh, is that you can actually, like, fully fuel every workout. Like, you don't have to worry about, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, eating too much. If anything, it's, like, you know, bring on the extra calories, right? It's honestly... Bring on the extra I, lasagna. Yeah. Honestly, it's been more of uh, when... When I feel like I'm, oh, I don't need to eat tonight. It's kind of more actually reminding myself, no, I do. You need, should still I, eat. I yeah. do need to fuel myself, almost mostly for the recovery aspect. Oh, hundred percent. You know, and the growth. I mean, that's when your growth, growth. is happening. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like today when I got home, so I had like a bigger lunch, and like when I got home, I had a like a big smoothie mm, where nice. it's like protein powder, yogurt, peanut All butter, stuff. a bunch All of fruit stuff. and stuff, uh, a bunch of spinach. It's kind of like my like only very nutritious meal I have. Oh yeah, Ryan's not a big vegetable guy. No, no. Uh, even after this, I might I might have a little bit of little bit extra, but yeah. Nice. Today day. was a rest day for me, so uh, get soaking up those gains. Yeah. Sweet. All right, that's I'm super pumped to watch you. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably pumped. gonna take my shirt off, maybe get some body art to support you as, as a friend. Yeah. Uh, and then leading up to it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna to try to do a bunch of P one two three races. I'm Good, gonna do yeah. the lacrosse weekend. Oh, nice! Okay. I'm not doing the time trial. Yeah, I don't want to work for I'm gonna do the because it's just a P one two race. It is. Yep. So I'll do the P one two road race and crit. Yeah. And see how I stack up there, and then the weekends leading up, I'll do the P one two threes. Nice, nice man. Well, I'll join you for that weekend. I'll be in the Cat three race. So, you know. Sadly, a different race than you. Yeah, sadly. It's, it's like, a, dude, I feel like, uh, I feel like I've watched you grow up, because I feel like we were always kind of in the same category, and then, not, not kind of. We well, worked. time for you to step up, right? I know, it is. It's time for me to step up and get my Cat 2 license, which, like, you know, I don't, you were just, uh, over the last couple of years, you know, like, I don't, you didn't do anything crazy. You were just really consistent with your training. That was actually going to be what I was going to attribute this to. It's just pure yeah. consistency. Yeah. Over the last, like, two years, I just think, pure consistency. this was something that you were talking about before, and I've also seen uh, pretty regularly, is you'll have these friends that they'll have a really great season. Maybe they, it's Huge like... year. Maybe... Yeah. It, well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking... No, here's what I'm talking. Oh, okay. you, got, you got this friend that starts racing, mm-hmm. and... It, it, within the first year of cycling, that's why people get addicted to it, because you get so many gains so quick. Like, you just... You like you go from like I can hardly ride a couple miles to like if you train and ride a good amount like all of a sudden you're like competitive in a cat four field, which is like pretty sweet and that gets people addicted and then you have these people that put in these huge years like for let's say for somebody with a full time job, maybe even a family you know they're doing like twelve to sixteen hour weeks like big and they get super fast and they like they're able to absorb it and they have like a good season. 
but then for some for some reason or another, maybe they repeat it the next year and then you just don't see him again. Or they just they show up and they're not as fit. And I think that's a lot of times just because it takes so much commitment to like put in that much work that people don't really know. They don't think that they can get fast by just doing like, you know, six to eight hours, eight to 10 hours. They think they got to do that like 16 hours every single year, time over time. So I think that's like a bad, it's a bad path to get on because unless you can sustain it, I think sometimes people just get too burnt out and they don't see like another way to do it. Yeah. You know, my focus is I've shifted from that idea that you have to get in those huge miles every single week, those 15 hour weeks to more condensing it to let's get really efficient Mm -hmm. and riding a bike for one hour. Sure. And that's kind of how I've been like focusing my training. And that's almost how like I'm okay with the mid volume plan Mm -hmm. because that's almost how it directs you. Like there's one, two hour ride a week and that's my biggest ride I'll do. Right. But then it's like two hour and a half rides, like one or two hour rides, but they're really intense. And I feel like it really focuses on that. What I, exactly what I want. uh, That that energy system. Yeah. That super focused one hour. And especially, I mean, you, you just mentioned it before you did the mid volume plan. So you're not only doing a lot of indoor cycling, but you're doing, doing like the middle of the road plan. But you just said it. You just said it. You know, I nailed. I nailed every workout. Like you did every. Like you didn't. You you basically were able to complete a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent because you weren't pushing up against your limit too much. And that means that you also absorb all of it too. So like I think that's what a lot of, a lot of people get caught into that trap too, where they try to do like. Maybe not even too much, but like as much as they can possibly handle. But it only takes like a couple little life events or a couple bad nights of sleep to put you in the red if you're that close to the wall. And you just proved the point, you know, like you don't have to do crazy hours, but you do have to do consistently year over year and then uh, focus on it too. Yeah. Um, And then even on the recovery weeks, I actually remove my entire recovery week that Trainer Road has you do Mm -hmm. and I do it. Like I ride one hour easy every other day. Okay. And I want to feel amazing that week. Right. I want to get my mind <clears throat> off of training. Biking is kind of on. It's like the last thing you want to do. Right. It's not the last thing I want to yeah, do. But you want to play some Rainbow Six Siege. I want to play some Rainbow Six yeah, Siege. Yeah. You gotta get that KD up. Yeah, but I, I really wanted to make like the secondary thing in my life during the rest week, and I think that's really what you should be using a rest week too is put it on the back burner. Yeah. Cycling is not important that week. No, right. It's I mean it's like even if you don't if you don't even want to do those recovery rides, you shouldn't. Yeah, you could do other stuff. You could do other um, stuff. Me and Anna started doing stuff together. Like that is the week that me and Anna really hit the gym and whatnot together. We do a lot of core work. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do a lot of stuff just together in general. I think that I think catch catch up on time. time, Catch up on time that otherwise you don't normally get to spend like with a family member or friends or significant Mm -hmm. other. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've, because I've been on that other side of the coin where you feel like you're just training a lot and it's what you think you need to do as like you know a good amateur athlete, but you just kind of end up running yourself ragged. So yeah, I, I'm a big fan of you know like tailoring it back, doing a good amount to keep you competitive and a good amount where you're like still psyched to ride your bike. So like yeah. every time you get on the bike, it's like I feel good. I'm ready to hit it. Maybe I'm at ninety five percent of what I could be, but I'm not gonna like give up the rest of my life for that five percent. 
Yeah, I think that's, I, why, I think, that's why I view, you know? Just gotta have fun. I think I've tried doing that in the past, and I'm just so past it, making it my entire life. Well, you just don't want to burn out, you know? You don't want to, yeah. like, you don't want to put it to a point where you don't want to do it anymore. I feel like there are people that do, that can dedicate their entire life to cycling. Oh, yeah. Who have, sure. like, significant other or kids. I feel like other people just look at them and think, like, why? Different. Like, it's almost kind of a little sad. Well, different strokes for different folks. I mean, you got people that, like, they thoroughly enjoy balancing a full-time job, a yeah. family, and a 20-hour training week. To be honest, if you can do that, like more power to you if like, you can do that if you can in, balance everything that's awesome impressive it's just for real. i think it's not there for are me. people that they they can't balance it and well, i think not, that's the, yeah it's not for me yeah and it's probably not for i guess you. i shouldn't say that i shouldn't say that it's like sad or anything but yeah I, I feel like there just is a balance i think i've hit that balance really well with getting like gains that i feel like uh I haven't really seen in the past just oh, because yeah. I have been inconsistent with like college and stuff. Right. But, and also with my previous training plans where I got burnt out. Right. Uh, so I feel like I just had that currently just have that perfect little per- perfect thing going bubble. on. Well, well, cheers to that, dude. Yeah. Congrats. All right. To so a, to a good season. To a good season. I'm really excited. Uh, the, the first race is like two months away. Not even so. Well, actually, it's like a month away. Yeah, we're gonna try to uh, camp out in lacrosse again that weekend. Anna's gonna it. be there to be uh, my swan year. Nice. You know, she does a great job. Uh, she's gonna be doing some triathlons this year. Cool. So pretty excited for her. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I guess now that we've run through what's going on in our lives, um, the most important part of the podcast, obviously. We're now ready to talk about our USA Crits season preview. Yes. All right. So uh, let's talk about the schedule first. Let's talk about the schedule. We it have starts our, in a week. Roughly a week. So probably this podcast will come out early next week, uh, the week of the first episode or the first race, March fourteenth, Alabama, Birmingham, Hammerfest. Right. I'm surprised you memorized the Birmingham that. Birmingham, you are correct. Hammerfest. I'm a super fan, Ryan. The Birmingham Hammerfest in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes, last year I believe this was marked as a preseason event. So I actually don't know if any of the points that the riders earn at this race went towards the overall. But now it is a fully integrated race into the calendar. I feel like March is probably a pretty good time to start the USA Crits calendar. In Alabama, yeah. Yeah, so the USA Crits calendar runs from the second weekend, I believe the 14th of March, to about the second weekend in September. Uh, You're good at that. I have looked. Wow. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I'm just going to... I'm going to swivel around to your side as well, Ryan, just to get a look at this calendar. Okay, so we've got the Birmingham Hammerfest. Uh, we've got the, and also too, it should be noted that the USA crits calendar is, um, I guess in the last couple of years it was resurrected. So for a little while they tried putting the pro road calendar and the pro crit calendar kind of into the same calendar in order to get more teams to do the events is kind of how I remember my, something like that. My personal, uh, they were called NCC's national criterion calendar races. Yeah. My personal feelings is honestly, the U S should just get rid of road racing. Hot take Ryan. Do you really think the U S is ever going to get rid of road racing? Uh, I think we're close. You think so? Yeah. The big races have all gone under. Is I think Kilo still around? No. Crit racing's hot. 
Kurt Racing's hot right now. I mean, if you think about the amount of money that it costs to operate a, a USA Crits team versus the amount of op- money that it costs to operate a uh, you know national road team, um, it's night and day. You need a follow car. You need way more parts, way more bikes, way more staff. You're traveling more. Leo. With the U- no cap. Leo. No. Sorry, we have about to do a, oh, no. a hot bomb through here. All right, we're good. We're good. All I'm, right. I'm blocking the way. So, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it just costs a lot more money to follow the road calendar. And I think we've started to see that in a little bit of a, of a resurgence in what I would call crit powerhouses. So if you remember, Ryan, and I'm sure you do, uh, UHC used to have a crit specific team. Correct. Yep. Yeah. And they were quite the powerhouse for, you know, I don't know, 2016, 20, maybe 2017 back through, I mean, a long time. They were, they were, uh, health or Webcore before that, or I don't know, something no like idea. that, but they were like in the scene for a long time. And I think you're starting to see that now again with a couple of the teams getting some much better funding, much better organization, being way more focused specifically on just nailing all the crits. And we're going to dive into those teams in a little bit, but currently we're still just talking about the calendar. By the way, if you want to support crit racing, crit racing in the U.S., go buy a subscription to this uh, USA Crits yes. t- live TV stuff. USA Crits TV. That is honestly the best way to promote cycling in the yes. U.S. is just buying a subscription to the TV package. It's like 50 bucks. No, no, no. It's like if, 15 bucks. Oh, it's $15. 15. I think it's 15 for the season. If you can go buy a Specialized Venge... You can go you buy a TV subscription for 100%. USA Crits. Just you go get, do it. You get all the live events live. You get all the replays of the events. You also get past events too. I think I saw some other like you know some twenty eighteen, some twenty nineteen events in my my TV. You know, Q. Go watch them when you're, you're on the trainer. It's perfect trainer. Perfect, perfect trainer, trainer stuff. stuff. Yeah, go do it. Anyways, back USA, to Crits, USA Crits sponsor TV. us. That's right. We're selling. Yeah, we're selling. Uh, anyways, back to the calendar. So then we have the Sun City Crit in El Paso. I think that was a new addition to the calendar last year, which ended up being a pretty cool course. We have the Spartanburg Criterium the, and the Athens Orthopedic Criterium. Those are two races that are part of Speed Week, which Speed is Week. kind of its own overall series. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have the Winston-Salem Classic after that, you know, May 23rd. That is a great weekend. It's also coupled with a uh, UCI road race that weekend. What is that? UCI road race. What r- road race? Uh, it's, it's, I believe, the, the Winston-Salem road race or something like that. Oh. It's It uses part of the crit course oh, to finish. Cool. cool. Uh, we have the, uh, the infamous St. Francis Tulsa Tough series. And it looks like the Blue Dome Criterium is going to be the actual USA Crits points race for that weekend. You, Tulsa Tough is the best weekend of pre racing in the United States, hands down. Uh, Watch out, Cap. It is three days of really cool venues, really cool racing, and a really great community. If you're going to watch any races this year, you're going to watch two. You're going to watch Tulsa Tough, all three of them, so I guess this is four, and then you're going to watch Athens Twilight. Those are two, four great races. I think they're only broadcasting these, though. Correct. These are the only ones. The ones that we're talking about are really the only ones that are going to get the USA Crit Broadcasting. Um, but anyways, then we've got the the ASW Twilight Criterium that's in Boise. I've heard that's a favorite of some of the riders. You've got the Salt Lake Criterium in Utah, that's July 18th. And then we move to the San Rafael Sunset Crit. 
followed by Littleton, Colorado, and then we've got the season finale, the Benchmark Twilight Cycling Classic in Westchester, Pennsylvania. And that is the USA Crits calendar for the year. Ryan, what are your general thoughts on how the calendar looks? Are you seeing some events in there you like? Are you seeing some events in there that maybe you're not so hot on? General thoughts. My general thought is that it comes nowhere near us. Yes. Like, even if we were like, we should make a road trip, it is just like in every single state that's not close to Wisconsin. I think Winston-Salem might be... The closest. My biggest no, gripe. Tulsa is probably the closest. Tulsa is. What is my biggest gripe is that they don't add toad. Why isn't a uh, downer on this? I don't. I don't know. I think they have Tom to. Tom Schuler, what are you doing? Get on this calendar. Tom's not watching this. He's watching. <laughs> He's Any, watching. Anyways, yeah, I I think toad. So for those of you that don't know, toad is an eleven day criterium series in. Uh, the Milwaukee area, the greater Milwaukee area of Wisconsin. It is by far the best crit series. If you're watching yeah. in the United States, I know Tulsa's good. Toad is great. You got if you're listening slash, we hope you're watching to a cycling podcast. We hope you know what Downer is. Yeah, so it's a great race. It's a classic. Downer actually, Downer Avenue used to be on the um, National Criterium calendar. It used to be the host to um, the National Championships a few times. I, I didn't believe. know that. Yes, it's a, it's a really historic course, but I think you have to meet certain guidelines, and your race also just has to fit into the, the broader, you know, USA Crits calendar. It could. Well, here's the problem. Toad also lines up right. Oh, national it championships. It lines up with national championships. Watch out, Kenny. Uh, it does line up with the national championships, so I think that that's a problem because a lot of the teams that are doing the USA Crit Series want to go to the national championships. That makes sense. And it's 11 days long, so yeah, I mean, these are all individual races if you haven't noticed. Watch out, kitty cat. What they need to do is make this... <laughs> Chasing this cat away from the table. We don't want to knock anything over. What they need to do is brand this as the USA Championship, you know? Like yeah, make it. They, they need, need to make like it the cycling championship. They honestly, I the think champions they, championship. They should almost like push USA Cycling out of this. Well, USA, I don't think they'd be able to do that. USA Cycling is a big part of Toad, so Ooh, just pull the cat out here. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm just saying, saying that USA, Toad, um, USA Crits. USA Crits. I yeah, I mean, I think that would be hard to do. I think they're. I think we already see a lot of a lot more sponsorship dollars and energy going behind USA Crits compared yeah. to a lot of the USA cycling races, which are, you know, like, the, I'm talking about the bigger road races, the bigger stage races, mm-hmm. which are kind of going by the wayside. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of years. Who knows? Maybe USA Crits grows to be, you know, a bigger organization. Only time will tell. Yeah. All right. So let's go to their team page. Team. So now we're talking about some of the teams that are registered for the USA Crit Series. And to be a team in the USA Crit Series, you're considered a D1 team, I believe. So these are all teams that are actually registered with the series. They they make some sort of commitment to do so many of the races. And ooh, watch out, Arthur. Or, yeah. I'll take them. Okay. And you know, they're they're following around the entire calendar around the United States. So in order to be a USA Crits D1 team, it actually is quite a commitment both from a rider's perspective, because you're going to all these races, and it's a, it's a relatively long calendar, and from a financial team perspective, because obviously 
not many of these races are that close to each other. So you're spending quite a bit of money just flying all of your riders to and from whatever races that they need to actually be at. So Ryan, I think we were going to talk about our favorites for the for the year. Do we want to go through all the teams? Do we want to just list all the teams? Sure. For the women's. So we'll start. We'll start with the women's. The women's racing. There's Wolfpack. Wolfpack cycling. Automatic. Butcher box. Cola Vita. Staple in the series. Uh, this one. DNA cycling. Hamilton. Hamilton is that a new team? I don't know. Is they have like, a men's and women's club. It's Hamilton United. It it is. I think it is a new team. At least it's new to the series. Uh, LLG Levine Law Group. Nice. That's a returning team. I'm trying to rider box. Rider box. Rider box. Riderbox.com. And then Robson Forensic. Sponsored. Also sponsored for, by Tide. Sponsored by Tide. Good for them. I love that they've got the Tide logo. Right. That jersey I feel like is very early two thousands. It reminds me of the Robobank jersey. Yeah. Yeah. So the question. So let's also which is your favorite jersey? Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna rate these teams on a couple different parameters. But we're going to start out with appearances. So a favorite jersey, ah, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with the classic, which is Cola Vita. They really? Had that Celeste. That was light. not going to be my Well, this is hot. You asked me about choice. It's a, it's, you can tell it's a, a team sponsored by Bianchi because it's that Celeste, you know, kind of neon not neon but blue color. Uh, it's just very classic, you know. It's, it's, it's timeless, as they say. I'm gonna go the exact opposite and say either Wolfpack or DNA. Oh, okay. All uh, right. They're very in your face. Yeah. And I really like that. I you can pick them out in in like the crowd. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not seeing any team kits in the women's side that I don't like. I think they all look pretty I cool. Do. I do not like the Robinson Forensic. I like it because it reminds me of like a '90s cycling team. And I also that's why I like it. I also I don't really like the orange, and there's three teams here with the, like the same orange. Okay, I I mean I I don't know maybe I'm not. I really dig you. I really dig like the bright colors like the the two there's two teams with pinks. Yeah. There's one team with like a brighter blue. Nice. And then the Colavia is like a a brighter blue, but it's very plain. I like yes. I, I do. Like the butcher box jersey. The butcher box jerseys are cool. It's very different. It's just to me, it's very just like above average. I agree. But it's not like great. Okay. Well, let's let's go talk. Well, we're still on the women's team, right? Let's uh, let's run down uh, who we who are the power teams this year. And I guess the way that we're looking at the teams, not necessarily looking at which team is going to win the team overall, but I think we're probably more concerned with what is the team that's going to win the most races. So when we're looking at, yeah, so like, you know, in general, who do we think is going to be the powerhouse? Who do we think is going to bring home the most Ws this year? That's the way that I'm looking at this, the overall ranking of these teams. Make I would sense? say. Make sense? All right, so yeah, give me your top, let's go three, two, one, you know, who are your, who are your top three? Um, so number three, I'm going to say... DNA. Okay. I'm trying to just think of teams that I know. Sure. I want to say DNA. Second would be Cola Vita. And first would be Wolfpack. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Bold. Why uh, why Wolfpack for first? Uh, first off, that name is incredible. Pretty great. And I want to say I've heard of the team... I, I heard of the team last year. 
Okay. All right. Yeah, you, clicking on it will bring you so to the roster. The roster, yeah. So, and you can find all these teams at usacrits.com. Go to D1 teams. So, I'm gonna. One second. All right. So yeah, you're going to you're going to Wolfpack right now. Wolfpack has a very large roster. They had like pretty deep deep team as well too. You've got some really solid talent in here. I think Summer Moak won Athens Twilight last okay. year, if I'm not mistaken. So they've already they've got some speed there. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say Cola Vita is not going to be a top team because they only have four people on their roster. All right. Well. They all right. When you look at their roster, though, if you're looking at Cola Vita, I mean, you've got to look at who's actually on the roster, and they've got some some experienced leadership here. They've got Christine Gobi Smith and Tina Pick, who are both, I believe, national multi-time champions. So right there, I don't know a lot about the other two riders they have listed, Brittany Parfrey and Sarah Tussie Reigns. Don't know a lot about them, but Cola Vita is always a solid team, so I wouldn't be surprised if they brought on some really good, really fast talent. So I'm going to give you my top three, right. Ryan. And I'm going to go with, um, all right, number three, I'm going to go with DNA Cycling. Okay. Number two, I'm going to go with Wolfpack. Okay. And number one, I'm going to go with ButcherBox Cycling. Why is that? So I think ButcherBox, this is their, they put out some pretty ambitious goals this year. One of those, maybe two of those goals, is to win the overall for both the men's and the women's team. So, first of all, very ambitious. They've already done it with the men's team. I think they can do it again. And this is their full, this is the first year that they, they had like a full women's squad. Last year was kind of their like beta, essentially. But there's kind of two things that are unfolding here. One, they're going in with a pretty well-established organization. I think they've got some pretty good funding to put a good team together. And two, this kind of comes on the heels of the Hoggins Berman Superman team folding last year. So if we look at the roster for ButcherBox, we're actually seeing most of the riders, I think, are coming from that program. We've got Whitney Allison, Julie, I can't pronounce this last name. Real quick, one thing I just noticed is sure. IS Core is the sponsor of USA Crits. Yes. Very interesting. I, I didn't, didn't actually notice that. I thought they were out of uh, sponsoring crit racing, but yeah. who knows? That's kind of cool. Yeah. And um, they've got so they've got Harriet Owen on the squad who won the Tour of America's Dairyland last year in quite dominating fashion. She won multiple stages and was very quick there. Um, so they've got a lot of speed on this team, and I think they're going to be able to play some pretty good cards. I know Whitney Allison, I believe, is a pretty good time trialist. So they'll be able, they'll be able to roll the breakaways, and then they'll have Harriet Owen there to finish some of the sprints. So that's why I picked them as my number one USA Crits team. All right, so on to the men's. Uh, so let's start with kits. Let's yep. start with kits. Uh, so I'll, I'll go through these real quick. Okay, okay. We have Automatic, Butcher Box, yep. CS Velo, mm -hmm. Legions of Los Angeles. Legion. Oh, Legion of Los Angeles. Good Guys Racing. Ham great, great name. Yeah. Hamilton again. Uh, Nashville Local Cycling. That's kind of crazy to me that a local cycling group sponsored a huge team. Hey, cycling's big in yeah. Nashville, yeah. Uh, Primal. Uh, Robinson Forensic, the team sponsored by Tide. Yes. SCS. Support Sports. Clean Sport. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, Cliff Bar Racing, and then Volaire, I would assume. So what is, what is this team? Volaire, Volaire Factory, Factory team, team presented by Oak Valley Community Bank. Okay. So, Classic, uh, very long cycling team name. So right off the back, let's talk jerseys. Let's talk, let's talk who's looking hot. Top three. We'll start top three jerseys. Top three jerseys. I'm going to go uh, number three, 
uh, lesion. Yep, it's simple, it's clean, it's very... It looks, no, it's just like Sky's like, uh, training kit. Well, if we look at who makes the kit, it, it, is, is, Rafa. it is Rafa. It is Rafa. It is very Rafa-esque, and I feel like you can never go wrong with Rafa, but it's never a gamble to go with Rafa. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be too bold. It's always just going to be classic and nice and clean. You know, I'm going to change that to saying Butcher Box and Legion are tied okay. for third. Okay, tied for third. Uh, second we'll, would we'll be Primal. Slide. Primal. And okay. then first would be Cliff Bar. Ooh, all right. Big fan. Big fan, Big of, Cliff fan of Cliff Bar. Kit. Yeah. It looks Big pretty Cliff. cool. Cliff we are biased, by the way. We are Cliff biased. Bar. Big fans. Big fans. Big fans. Big fans, Cliff Bar. Uh, yeah. We were able to interview the team a few years back. Yes, we were. And, and Gateway Cup. Just cool guys. So, really cool guys. Really awesome guys. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit They biased. were so willing to do a podcast with us. It was awesome. Like, yeah, and it was, it was great. I just like walked up to him in my cycling kit. Yeah. And I was just at like a rant. We just, there was a coffee shop in a park, and I was like, hey, do you guys mind if we get like 15 minutes of your time? They were super cool and just uh, sat down with us and had coffee and chat. Yeah, that was one of the most incredible like, experiences that I've ever had. Me too. I don't know. It's, it's just kind of like pretty, guys you look up to and you see like on the big like the big stage. Well, and, racing and, and like crit racing, you kind of forget sometimes. It's like a relatively small sport. Yeah. So all these people that you watch all the time, it's like, oh. We actually have a sport where they're like quite accessible, and Cliff Bar brings on a lot of guys that are just really cool guys. So that was super nice. Um, all, all right, right let's your, your, top, three, your my, top three. My top three uh, cycling kits. All right, I'm gonna start off because it's just classic and clean. Uh, Legion, you know, really good. I'm gonna throw you a curveball, and I'm gonna go with Good Guys Racing. Big fan. All black. Big fan of the all black. I love the name. It's Good Guys Racing NYC presented by High HighWaterWomen.org. Classic long cycling team name. That's pretty great. Um, I'm just saying if there's any names I recognize here. I want to say I recognize Carlos Joaquin Tejeda Villar, but I feel like his name has shown up as like Carlos Villar. Oh, okay. I, I from, feel like from like a different race? I want to say he might have been on... Butcher Box last year. Oh really? Yeah. Either mm. Butcher Box or Legion. I think. I, are you thinking of? Um... Oh, I might be thinking of Caesar. Oh okay, yeah. But he might have been on Legion. Huh? Maybe he was. Um, so yeah, that's good guys racing. Maybe I'm wrong. Good guys racing. That's my uh, that's my number two. Number one. I'm also gonna agree with you, Ryan. I'm gonna go with uh, Cliff Bar. Cliff Bar. Yeah. Just a very classic kit. All I right. like the vinyl logo right below Cliff mm -hmm. Bar. Which is kind of in like that cool like eighties Technicolor, very classy. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm going right, with. Let's talk uh, top three talk teams top, that we think. Top three teams, and then why are we why are we picking them for our top three? All right, so number three I think will be Butcher Box. I think you you had me sold on Butcher Box. Uh, number two and number one, I almost want to put them equal. Okay. Uh, Lesion and Cliff Bar. I think those two really? are really battling all year. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well. Hmm. All right. I think. I think you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> but I'll explain why. So, I'll go through my three now. I'm gonna put. Um, I'm gonna put Butcher Box as number three. Okay. So we agree on that. So we agree on that. And yeah. that might so Butcher Box won the team overall last year, but we're not really picking on who's gonna win the team overall. Mm -hmm. We're picking teams based on 
who's going to get the most wins for the year. That's my, kind of our criteria, right? Sure. ButcherBox had a lot of really great results last year. I think they had a strong team and they had a good presence. But the one thing that I was waiting for them to waiting to see from them was a race win, and I don't believe they, they did took it. third. They, they the had best. third at tw- no, they had a second. They had a second at, at the last race of the year. Third at Twilight. Or third, Athens. third at Athens, and then a second place um, by Alex McLaughlin at I believe that was the benchmark uh, Westchester race, last race of the year last year. So I'm still waiting to see for them to really coalesce around being able to win races and figuring out how that's going to work for their team. Are they going to force the breakaways? Are they going to just light it up for their their best sprinters? I know um, they've got some really good sprinters on their team. So I don't doubt that they're going to be a good team this year. I just, I'm waiting for, I'm waiting for it to happen essentially. Number two is Cliff Bar for me. Again, I think, you know, Cliff Bar actually lost to ButcherBox at the last race of the year for the team overall. But I think Cliff Bar has more experience in actually winning a lot of races. They've got the Malervi brothers who can roll the breakaways, and they've brought home multiple USA Crit wins in the past two years, uh, even before that, too. And then you've also got Zach Allison, who is, I'd say, one of the more seasoned riders on the team. Uh, really great sprinter. He won San Rafael in 2018, USA Crits race. And then you've got more of a young and up-and-comer in Owen Gillett, who's, you know, kind of on the younger side of the team, but I think he continues to get better and better every single year, and he's also a very good sprinter for that that squad. So I think that they're kind of sticking with what they know, and they're continuing to bring on more guys that can finish the job. So I think Cliff Bar is definitely going to be a threat this year. That's if anybody else wins a race aside from Legion. I think Legion is hands down the strongest team. Legion didn't race the full USA Crits calendar last year, but I think every race they showed up to, they finished the job with Justin Williams. And from all the preseason races that I've seen so far, nobody's really been able to manage to beat Legion with their leadout train. So their leadout train is really strong, um, and I think all the guys on the team are just really tactically savvy. So even when the leadout train is not going to be the way that they win the race, they're still able to work the breakaways, they're still able to play the game, and they're still able to get you know whoever they need to in the right position to finish the job. I wouldn't be surprised if Legion wins pretty much every race. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. podium. I would, I, they're going to have a rider on every podium for I sure. Think, Bar, I think... Barring Justin Williams crashing out and hurting himself, Corey Williams, something happening to him. They've also got, you know... A, a, yeah, they have to get rid of half their team. They've got rid of... Yeah, half their team's a threat to win. I mean, they're really, I, really good. So I, I highly doubt that um, they're going to have any problem, you know, sticking it to a lot of these teams. I think at least the first half of the season is going to be a lot of trial and error between a lot of these teams figuring out how to beat Legion because a lot of these teams have not had the chance to race against Legion. Legion's a West Coast team. They're based out of California. A lot of these teams are East Coast teams I'm seeing on here. A couple of the teams are West Coast teams as well. But, yeah, I think it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting season. I hope, I hope the racing's tighter. I hope they don't win every race, but I can just see it happening. I think, if, uh, I think what Cliff Bar is going to do so one thing I will say is that Legion, what what makes them so successful is how much preparation they put into every single race. Yeah, they are researching every single rider, different um, strategies to in order to race that race. I mean, Justin Williams even said himself in an interview that he does not go into races thinking I'm just going to win this. Yeah, he goes into every single race extremely well prepared about 
all the different situations that might happen. Oh, 100%. It's not a foregone conclusion Conclusion that they're just going to light up the leadout train with 10 minutes to go and then bring Justin to the line. They have different strategies about what they want to do, and they know who's going to be showing up to that race and what their strengths are. What I want to see Cliff Bar doing is looking at what has made Legion successful and then just putting pressure on them in ways that make them very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think they can do that with the Malervi brothers where they are very successful in breakaways. Right. I think uh, that is the the two different teams are really good at very different th- things where Cliff Bar is very successful in like breakaways while Legion is very successful in let's get the train going. I think if Cliff Bar can somehow disrupt that, they can kind of break that lesion. Do we think we're going to see a lot of cooperation between these teams? When I I have a feeling that... No, I don't think you so. You don't think so? I think I, it's going to be... I have a feeling that... They're going to try to interrupt each other's, like, what they want to do. Because I think Legion's going to be and you know, watch, I say this, and Legion doesn't win a race or something like that. But it's, I think it's obvious to say that they're going to be a bit of a powerhouse. And if they come out swinging, and, and if they win the first couple of races... You don't see any situation where maybe a couple of these teams are saying, hey, you know, we got to start stacking the breakaway. Hey, we've got to maybe, like, put them in a bad position earlier on. You know, we're better off dismantling their team, and then maybe, you know, we all got a 1-5 in five chance of winning instead of, you know, a 1-50 in 50 chance if we take them to the line. Yeah, especially after they are coming after the dominance of UHC, mm-hmm. where a lot they, of teams have raced with, a, with the blue train, Yep. And now they kind of know how to combat it. Mm-hmm. So now it's 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 another team just coming in with the same strategy that UHC had. And it's kind of like, okay, we faced this before. Right. Let's apply it to this. And I, I think that's what Cliff Bar is going to do. And I think the big foil in the era of UHC was a Dan Holloway, somebody that was just extremely gifted at crit racing and an extremely gifted racer, both physically and mentally and he just knew how to game that train and he a lot of times was only on a squad with one or two other guys and he seemed to be one of if not the only couple people that could really play against the UHC train I think now we're looking at an era where we've got you know the the re the reincarnation of the UHC train and Legion but we've got these other teams that are they've got full squads so they're going to have to figure out how to use their squads now to beat Legion mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be that's going to make some really interesting races. To be honest, I'm I'm very excited to see you know how a lot of these teams are gonna are gonna take them on because I feel like you know it that's that's where the target is right now. The target is on the back of Justin Williams. You mm-hmm. know, he cleaned up last year a lot of races, so we'll see what happens there. All right, uh, well we we are hitting about forty seven minutes. Uh, why don't we wrap it up? There? We're gonna wrap it up. Yeah, about time to about time to hit it. All right. Well, if you are watching this, thank you for watching us. Hit that subscribe button. If you are just listening to this, please go to our YouTube channel, Bike Racing Weekly. Check us out there if you haven't already. Hit that subscribe button. You can find us at on Facebook, Facebook at Bike Race Weekly, Instagram, Twitter, all under the same name. Go follow us there. Go check us out. Um, if you are in Wisconsin, we're going to be trying to hit up all the local crit races coming up. Yes. Uh, lacrosse, maybe we'll do a podcast out there. If you want to be on it, let us know. If you're a cat one who wants to uh, give us tips on how to... How to race our bikes better. How to race our bikes better. Yeah. How to race, you know, your first P12 first race. P12 crit. I'm looking for suggestions. If you're a cat five and you just want to talk about how much fun you're having, 
We'd love to hear it. That is actually something I wanted to do was get like uh, try to get someone on here who's raced like a few oh yeah kind of races oh, and like kind of like okay. pick their brain of like yeah how do you jump into your first P one two race so, at like a big race? We're kind of spitballing right here, but here's what I'm thinking. I think we should get like some people that did the race over the weekend. We give them a call. We give them a call in. You know, maybe like some of the guys from uh, Cliff Bar, or maybe good That's guys, good, good guys racing, yeah. or the Tide team. Have them call in. We talk them for five minutes. They tell us how the race mm-hmm. went from their perspective. I want to hear it. I want all the insights. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to us. Thank you for watching us. If you are watching us, anything else? No, I think that's it. Till next time. Stay tuned for our race coverage. We're going to be doing a companion podcast of the first USA Crit race. Yeah. And then we'll also be doing a recap. So be sure to follow along. Go get the USA Crits TV thing. That is why. Uh, go. What am I trying watch, to say? Then watch it. Yeah, watch, watch it. it. Go watch it and you know go, go, to your local go support. Race. Yeah, go support crit racing Crits, in America. Crits are great. All yeah. right.